Welcome back, guys, on today's show. I caught my wife cheating on me, and welcome back to the office, Seymour. Now feed me. And do I believe in spooks? I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. And an interview with musical guest artist Justin S. Grant. And don't forget, we're going to talk to IT Dan as well. Is this going somewhere as well? How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing all right? Are you getting through all this stuff? I always ask you that to make sure you're doing all right. And I just would like to say I am doing okay. I'm doing all right. I'm getting through this stuff. As you guys know, uh, we are broadcasting just outside of Orlando, Florida. This is week number two for the next couple of weeks we're out here. My mom passed away a couple of weeks ago, and I'm helping my dad uh, get the house uh, with all the stuff inside. I mean, there's so much stuff in this house. I mean, there's two entertainment centers, two couches, three couches, two bedroom sets, a ton ton of dishes and silverware and not silverware but uh serving dishes and and plates and cups and teacups and all the stuff that, that goes with that and all my mom's precious moments and norman rockwell paintings and norman rockwell figurines and my dad's you know electronic computer stuff and dvds and vhs oh my god he's got so much <laughs> so many vhs tapes laying around here you're like going who uses vh tapes anymore oh we can get something for him is what my dad would say and this is I, the, i've already packed the pod the pod is already packed up i've already got that stuff going and you can hear me i'm actually switched from the main area from last week's show to the little kitchen nook that they have here and you can probably hear how hollow the house sounds hello hello the house is is getting that point where all the the sound distortions and everything are gone off the walls and i'm left with bare walls and and uh countertops full of dishes and stuff so that's where i'm at right now and i know you're wondering how's my insanity or how's my sanity well i think i just proved my own point there my insanity is good you know in my mind i've got like a b and c and d that needs to be done and my dad has a different A, B, and C, and D that needs to be done, which is fine. He's got a lot on his plate. He's trying to fix a lot of the bank accounts on my mom's side, and I'm trying to make sure the house is ready to be sold and all this stuff I don't want to bring to North Carolina. I don't need all this stuff in North Carolina. As long as everything, the big stuff sells, I'm fine. Now, here's the problem that I have. Now, I know I've met all of my dad's neighbors. I've met them all, and my dad always says, you know, oh, these the, the couple next door, they're nice. The, the couple across the street, they're nice. The lady who lives over there, her husband passed away recently she's nice um the guy down the street over there he's nice and i'm introduced to him they're like on you've got a you know your dad's a good man your dad is a you know you need to take care of him you need to watch out over him you need to help him with anything that he needs done and all this other stuff i'm like yes i understand that's my role that's my role as a son to my father to make sure that he's doing okay and taking care of everything and you know hey um we love him he's the he's the light of the neighborhood everyone loves him in the neighborhood and yada 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 okay so i got that but when it came time, now it's just me, just me. <laughs> I don't have a, a wrecking crew in here. I don't have uh, extra hands. I don't have, I got my dad who can, because of his oxygen levels, can only work so much, like 15, 20 minutes. And he's like, I got to take a rest. I got to take a break. I'm like, dad, go sit down. You're going <laughs> to need you passing out on the floor here. Sits down, does his little oxygen thing, sits there, you know, 20 minutes, collects himself, and then, you know, does every ounce of best of his ability to help me move all this stuff into this pod. Now I've moved all this. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I'm just going to say one of the, the largest pods that they have, we have, uh, is completely ship packed full. 
I mean, I can't squeeze another thing in there. I left a little room on the, on the tail to kind of pick up all the stuff that doesn't sell here on the property. But here's my problem. So my dad goes, you know, hey, uh, whatever, neighbor across the street, neighbor down, all the neighbors that everyone said that told me to take care of my dad. My dad invites him over. Hey, you want first look at all this stuff? Come, come over and check it out. So they all come over and they're all like, like hens in the living room. They're all kind of cackling. You know, what size square foot is your house? And what size? And they're all comparing houses. And when did you buy? And when did you move in? Cause this is a brand new development. And my, I say brand new. It was built in 2001, 2000, 2000 or 2001. My mom and dad were the first ones to buy and, and move into this property. And you know, everyone, you know, this one came later, this one came later and so on and so forth. So they're all sitting around doing all that stuff. And then they didn't buy anything. <laughs> Couple across the street bought a mirror, but didn't buy anything that we had in the house. And, and I spent, well, since last show, I have spent seven days putting everything out, displaying everything, putting price tags on stuff. Not one thing did they buy. Not a, not a, like a courtesy, hey, I would like this. Here, let me help you out. I'll buy this and I'll put this in my house as, as a memory to your, your mom or whatever. The second part I'm pissed off about is not once did I see anyone lend a hand. Now, I'm not, I'm very, very independent man. I can, if I can do it by myself, I will. I will find every way to, to make, I will move a mountain by myself if I need to, if I can only rely on me and that's the way I am. But when my dad says that all these people around the area are, they, oh, they're nice neighbors and stuff. Not once did they stick their nose in the door, lend out a hand, take step up and say, hey, if you need help lifting something, give me a holler. Now, I'm not saying everyone in the neighborhood's a, a younger person. There are a couple younger people. They're probably, you know, my age, if not younger. Not one of them said, hey, you know, I'm home. I'll be home tomorrow night at 5 o'clock if you need help moving something, if you need not a single one of them. And that's what pisses me off and what upsets me the most about this whole entire thing. Because now I'm like, I'm thinking, well, you know, when I came down here to Claremont from uh, from our beautiful town of Marshville, which we normally broadcast from, I was expecting, well, if I needed help, he's got these friendly neighbors that he always tells me about. My dad was like, oh, the neighbors are good. And when my mom was like, oh, if it wasn't for the two girls next door and the, and the couple across the street, we, you know, this wouldn't be done. And we just thank everyone for him. But then I show up. I don't know what, I don't know what changed, but I showed up. Not a single, let me help you move that. Can I move a box for you? Can I shift something around for you? I got nothing. I got nothing. And that completely sours my puss as far as the taste of my mouth when I see these people. Now, granted, some of them came to the funeral, which was great, and some of them came to the celebration. And then that was it. That was their support, quote-unquote support, uh, other than, you know, cluttering up the, the living room area, talking about whose square footage is bigger and, and why. And, and that's it. So I'm, I have no... I have, I have nothing to say about them other than that they kind of pissed me off about this whole thing. So, I mean, the people could say a lot of stuff about me. You know, I wasn't down here when the peak time when my dad was going through all this stuff. But I mean, you, when you're four or five states away and things happen, I mean, what, I don't, how do you handle that? So here I am in a house. 3,800 square foot house all by myself. My dad's running errors trying to get things straightened out in the court system and stuff and uh, will and testament and I don't know what's going on, but he had doctor's appointment, so he's out of the house and I'm uh, left here right now uh, waiting waiting for the garage sale, the moving sale tomorrow. And so it should be interesting show next week, so make sure you uh, check out. Not that we don't have an interesting show this week. Don't, don't get me wrong. Every show we do is very interesting because it is a, late, a day in the life of here at Deacon Live. All right, guys, stick around. we got a big show to get into, like I promised. You'll listen the Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Went uptown to see my cousin Bass guitar sound like a chainsaw bug In the crowd I see his mom and dad I say, hey, hey, 
scrolling past the duck lip on Facebook. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Tired of your old, boring clothing style? The same blue shirt with the same type of jeans and that old, boring coffee mug. Put a little fun back into your lifestyle. Check out Easy Cool. Easy Cool is anything but ordinary. Easy Cool has created one-of-a-kind apparel that makes a statement and assures you will get noticed. While you're at it, let Easy Cool change up your lifestyle, too, with one-of-a-kind homewares and accessories. Easy Cool has what you need to break out of the norm. Easy Cool, T-shirts, accessory, and more. Visit easycool.spring-creator.com. That's Easy Cool. .spring-creator.com Please leave a message. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. And someone will return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Deacon Live now presents you Pearl Cutting with her latest song, Change, an upbeat, soulful pop song with a strong message about not being afraid to make changes when it's needed and repeat the cycle of the stagnation. For more information, check her out at ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks, and the way you do that is go over to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on social contacts, and you can find all the stuff that links us to you and you to us as well. And while you're there, get yourself something for free. Uh, you can get some magnets, some stickers and stuff. Just fill out that little form uh, with your return mailing address, and we'll send it out to you. Believe me, I've got enough shit going on. <laughs> I don't need, I'm not going to do anything with your email and I'm spamming you or anything. I just want to say thank you for listening to us. And, uh, I had, uh, my realtor came over today, actually did a couple of measurements on the main parts of the house. And, uh, so Becky Douglas is going to be, uh, doing all that stuff. So reach out to her if you want to buy the house. <laughs> you can check her out. She's over on mainframe somewhere. If you need more information, let me know. All right. Um, so there was a tornado that actually happened in Texas this past Monday and someone caught this on film. There was a, I forget what class it was, but someone caught a video of a Chevy Silverado pickup that was being tossed around. I mean, just spinning around on the ground, it flipped over up on his four wheels and then took off. I mean, that's, what is that? That's a, that's a testament of how tough Chevy Silverados are. Now, I, I put in my order for my new Chevy Silverado, the 2500 series. I guess the chips are coming in, so hopefully we'll get that here in the next couple weeks. But if you want to see this video, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. Let me switch, switch screens here. Make sure that I'm not, uh, delayed or anything. I know I apologize for last week's show. There's a lot of stuff that wasn't going right. The same time on my computer, so there's a little hiccups and stuff. I want to make sure I smooth that out uh, during the show as well. So bear with me as we do that. So I'm going to switch screens here and uh, let's see. Let's go camera four and you can see me. There I am. There's the laptop. <laughs> it's a shit laptop. There it is. That the where's the light coming from? Oh, it's coming from over there. Hold on. Fixing stuff in progress here. All right, there we go. So here you can see me, and you can see the the monitor for podcast we do. We have a matching video, and you can see these stories in real time as I'm talking about them here on the show. So here we go. Um, this video was taken in Texas this past Monday as a tornado rips through this main highway and actually spins this Chevy Silverado around and actually ends up on its tires and takes right off. So here we go. Woo, man, look at that. Look at it. There, there in the middle of the screen. Boom. Up on its wheels. It was spinning around on its side doors. And this is taken by another car driving by. And there he goes. He's riding down the street. See you later. I'm out of here. <laughs> you imagine being in that, that Chevy Silverado as this thing spins around? Here we go. You can see the tornado rip, whip across the street. Power lines are freaking out. It flips itself back on its tires. I said almost said feet. There he goes. Right back down the road. Now, the guy actually posted on TikTok the actual uh, the remnants of what happened to his truck. And so we'll play this video here. I don't know. Let's see if I can have the video. So he, he's videotaping the inside, and this is a TikTok video. Uh, I'm not sure who it is. I can't read it. Uh, but here's a TikTok video of the guy who actually owned the truck he posted on TikTok. 
Inside looks pretty good. The outside is all scratched up. Missing a headlight. There you go. Side's all scratched around from him spinning around on the ground. <laughs> but it survived. I mean, that's a... And uh, I think someone, a uh, dealership reached out to him. One of the Chevy dealerships reached out to him to get a new uh, Chevy truck. So hopefully he can get that going. Good for him. Chevy, I mean, that's a testament to itself. Spin around in a tornado and land back on your feet and take off down the road. Get on going there, Chevy. Now, some of us made to go back to work. We've been out of work or out of our offices for the last two years or so. Let me switch screens here. Oh, no, I'll stay on this screen because it's another visual. And you can see these videos as Profit Radio. Just go to Deacon Live and click on the YouTube channel, and we you can see this as well. Now, I'm watching, Dad left the TV on, so I'm over there watching Moonshiners or something over there. This is where this is my life. This is what for the next two weeks. This is what I've been watching here. Moonshiners on uh, was it Discovery Channel? So uh, people are going back into the office, and a lot of things have changed. You know, the, sometimes they they move the cubicles around. Uh, they uh, change where the copy machine is. But this person right here found out when he got back to his office that his Diffenbachia plant actually grew roots. Out of the pot, you know how people have like little plants and stuff on their desk? Just say, oh, I need some fresh air and stuff. This Diffenbachia grew so tall it came out of the pot and actually is reaching the top of the ceiling. And if you want to see this, you can see this in real time as we're talking here on the show. Look at this. Look at it. It's hitting the ceiling. Two years this thing has been growing and it lives. Life will find a way. I think that's what it is, right? Isn't that the saying? So when we come back, we'll talk to IT Dan and find out what is going on with him on Is This Going Somewhere? You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Deacon Live now presents you Dio Music, born in Colombia, now living in Miami. This is his latest song called I Only Think About You. For more information, check him out at ProfitRadio.com. You're listening to This is Between Me and That Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. That filthy cheap slut. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We're going to find out what's going on with IT Dan in this segment called Is This Going Somewhere? Hello, Travis. How are you? Hello? Hello. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Dan. How are things? Pretty good. I'm a little tired. Tired from what? You haven't done anything all day. I know. I mowed my neighbor's yard, which is a lot of it is just a forty-five degree slope. Yeah, but you've got a you've got a riding lawnmower. Well, How can you be tired? You just turn to the right, turn to the right, turn to the right, yeah. and then you get off, yeah. take a sip of beer, and then turn to the right again. I mean, how tiring well, is that? It's a problem. I don't drink beer. That's, that's well, there's right your there. problem, Dan. That's that's why you're tired. Though she has a large section of her yard is like forty-five degrees. You can do the side on the street, but the other side of it, you have to get in with a weed whacker, and it's it's Billy Goat territory. It's really steep. And do you have a gas? Uh, Weed whacker or just a electric a, weed whacker? A battery, battery. How oh, those suck, Dan! You might as well just go no. out there with a pair of scissors and cut it all up. No, yes, I, I, they I, suck. For once, I have to disagree with you. <laughs> and I did have a eighteen volt weed whacker, uh-huh. and I 
I'd have to agree with you 100. I could go out there with scissors, do the same thing. Okay, so you got the 40 volt. I got the 40 volt, and that thing does a nice job. And then there's so much trim, all things all around it. And when and you say she, is, is this like some kind of uh, fling that you're having on the side that Kathy doesn't know about? Yeah, with an 80-year-old neighbor. Doing you know, thing. different strokes, different folks, Dan. Yes, I know that. I'm not having an affair with her <laughs> or anyone. Yeah. What else is going on? Um, and then I then I had to rake leaves for... You're not going to go step-by-step, by step, Dan, are you, about how you I did know. the whole entire yard? Yeah. Are you really? <laughs> and then I got out of the car and then got no, in the car. No, I'm telling you, I'm tired from that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to relax. So how do, you feel, how do you feel about the war over in Japan? In Japan? Where, wherever it's at now. I, I think it was Ukraine this week. I don't know. Um, I don't think war is good any... Uh, people die. I don't think it's a good idea. Okay. You know, it's funny. I'm pro-life. I want people to live. Forever? Then, yeah. So, so if people live forever, Dan, if people yeah. live actually forever, do you think yeah. lo- love would be part of our uh, society? I think that that's making people pay for you get up on and you get in front of a priest and you say, I do forever. Right. But and if, then, but if you, then you if, pay for that for the rest of your life. If everyone said, yeah. I want to live forever, I think yeah. love would not be part of our human interaction anymore because yeah. you live forever. You're just like, yeah. you know, it's just a, a bunch of relationships that you have and, and you just keep moving on. It's kind of like vampires. Yeah, and, and I know some people that have been together. My parents were married for 68 years, and they loved each other to death for the last rest, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Only because the poison didn't kick in the last 12 years. Oh, and I left my wife. I wouldn't know forever. It's too long. And we've been, we'll be 48 years for us. 48 years married? Yeah, in August. Well, good for you. Yeah. And what, what's the what's the 40-year, 48-year anniversary? What is that? Granite? Um, that's, no, that's wooden. No, it's not wooden. What's 48 yeah, years? When you ask her for a blowjob and she wouldn't. Um, no, I, I do not. Oh, Jesus, Dan. I, I, I don't even know. And our anniversary consists of saying, happy anniversary. And then Kathy would say, just another day. Now, you know, you say anniversary. My, my mom and dad just celebrated 50 years, I think, last yeah. year or the year before. Yeah. Uh, right before COVID, yeah. actually. And they celebrated 50 year, which is what is it? Is that the silver? Is that the gold? Is that the diamond? I forget. What is it? It's the. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's a silver anniversary. I think but... it is too. And yeah. they actually, as I'm cleaning out my, my dad's house here, they actually yeah. kept the wedding toppers and they look like old Barbie and Ken dolls. They were, they were the cake toppers, you know, with the bride and the groom on top. And I looked at them and, and I'm like going, God, these look old. They look like a, like old school mannequin looking things. Like I'm waiting for them to go, meh, 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 waiting for them to talk to me. They were scary looking dolls, but that was the, what they had on the cake. Uh, they had them. They saved them for all these years. And my wife and I, our wedding anniversary, our eighth year anniversary, number eight, yep, is going to be coming up this week. Yep. It's actually coming up the 29th. So that's tomorrow. Oh, I got to set a reminder for that. I don't mess up. And our wedding anniversary for uh, eight years is bronze, believe it or not, which is weird, but it's bronze. Yeah, so... um you don't care. I, I, you absolutely no, do just, not care. No, no. I was just thinking of something you could go out. You could maybe, you know, you could get uh, some gold for her and have it bronzed. I'm just, I still find it hard to believe that your parents would save, like the type that would save a lot of things. I was going through Jesus Christ, unloading this house. My mom was like all the dishes and the glassware and the cookware. You would think that we had a, a, a family of 20 some odd people at any given time that my mom was prepared to cook for at the house. Oh my God, the family's coming 
going over, you know, break out the big long table, you know, 20 place settings, you know, and all this stuff. And it's, everything's proper. It's one of those, you go into a fancy restaurant, normal restaurants like Denny's or something, you got a fork, a knife, and a spoon, maybe, you know, all her silverware and all her chinaware. There's like five forks on the left side, two knives, a butter knife across the top, your soup spoon across the top, and then three other spoons on your right hand side. She had all this for 20 people. She had the, the, the whole place settings for everyone. And I'm like going, I, some of the shit I've never seen before. Uh, my dad's like, well, you know, you see it one year and then she rotates the next year. She'll bring out the other set. I'm like, Jesus. No, I'm responsible for it. So here we go. Yeah. Kathy has all that stuff. She has cobalt, cobalt blue glasses. She has white glass on her hutch. She has probably 40 white wine glasses. And we don't, Dottie comes over. And, and she brings her own mug glasses. is what Dottie does. Yes. <laughs> Dottie yes. brings her own Stein. Yes. Dottie's herring is almost gone. What? She's really bad. So Dottie, and we know she's not almost 100 years old, 99, three quarters. And she went to church the other day. Her daughter picked her up, said, hey, Dottie, how would everything go? She goes, oh, that was one of the best sermons that I ever heard. It was great. <laughs> she goes, what was it about? She goes, I don't know. I couldn't hear a thing. The, the punchline to that joke was, how was church? Oh, my God, that was the best sermon I ever watched. Because, <laughs> you know, she can't hear. Anyway, you blew that yeah. one, Dan. That was your opening. Yeah, but that that's the funny thing. But Dottie came over the other day. We had uh, Chinese food, and I had the pizza. So. What kind of pizza? Onion pizza. Where did you get that pizza, the one that you sent me? Where is that? Because that looked like a good pizza. What branch? That's that place that's called Foes, that little hole-in-the-wall brick place. that I, I tell you where I get the subs from and the Chinese food. Oh, yeah. What are the chances of somebody being able to make good Chinese food, good subs, and pizzas, all those things in one place? Because you have one or the other or something. Well, at one time, Dan, who would have thought that the place that can make tacos and yes. fried chicken and pizza all at the same place. And they do that. And PepsiCo owns them, and that's KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. Yeah, but they're not all in the same building. Sometimes they are, Dan. If you if you travel this wide world of ours long enough, you'll see a Taco yeah. Bell and KFC all in one location. Yeah, and, and vice Hardee's versa. Red burrito. I see Hardee's with the red burrito, and I've seen KFC with the Long John Silvers. Yeah, I don't think KFC yeah. and Long John Silvers play the same tune. Well, I don't know who owns KFC anymore. I know PepsiCo sold it all. But I don't think they've incorporated Long John Silver. I could be totally wrong yeah. on that one, but. And I like KFC. It was actually the first job I ever worked at at KFC. That's an interesting tidbit. In case you need trivia question for anybody. Did you, uh, did you watch the Oscars, Dan? No, I did see did, Will Smith's episode, though. Did yeah. Kathy see that? And, and what is yeah. your, your opinion and her opinion on that as well? well? My opinion is that you don't make fun of someone's wife, and especially when it's some physical ailment that doesn't belong to her. What was the, I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting ahead of yourself. What was the ailment that was, she was being made fun of? Alopecia, I think it is. It makes you lose your hair. It's called alopecia. Alopecia. It makes you lose your hair. And he was get up and said she was getting ready for the um, to film G.I. Jane 2, insulting her. And I'm all for somebody standing up and protecting their wife. And I, I thought it was good. And I think Chris Rock has just made it a point to really bust his balls. So he, okay. he deserved to get flat. So, so here's my question. Chris Rock made fun of Jaded Pinka Smith because she has alopecia. And Will Smith yeah. got up on the runway, smacked him. I mean, cold, hard, yeah. cocked him. And then sat back down and said, yeah. you know, keep my fucking wife's yeah. name out of your mouth. Now... Yeah. 
take that same scenario with what Dave yep. Chappelle has been doing and not badgering transvestites, yep. but he's been yep. making fun of transvestites in the same sense. Is that an ailment? Is that a disease? Is that a condition? Is that a situation? I mean, how do you, how do you yep. balance what Dave Chappelle does to uh, the, the, and, and I'm not defending anyone. Believe me, Dan, yep. I, I could care less about any of these people. Yep. Let them fight their own yep. battles, but I'm just bringing yep. this up on the table. So what's the yep. difference between someone complaining yep. and, or making fun of a yep certain person or whatever yeah. that there's transvestite and gay lesbian lgbtq yeah. peanut butter sandwich whatever yeah. and then making fun of someone who has alopecia yeah. what is the well, difference if they was making directly fun of his wife that was the thing. so when yeah. when dave Chappelle yeah. has transvestites yeah. and stuff in the audience yeah. and he says yeah. a transvestite joke he doesn't know if there's transvestites in the audience isn't he gearing that to the same person or the same no, group of people like if, no. oh, let, let, let me backtrack hold on one sec so let's say i make you know i've got an audience full of you know 2,000 people that sit here and watch Deacon Live. If I say AIDS jokes, and I didn't know that five people in the audience had AIDS. You know, it's not my thing. You know, hey, AIDS and kills faggots dead, I guess, is what someone got in trouble for saying a long time ago. Isn't he kind of doing a very, and he even said that's a soft joke. That's a light joke. You know, hey, I can't wait to see you in, you know, G.I. Jane Part 2 because if you've seen G.I. Jane Part 1, she had the head shave, you know, all that stuff. But he didn't necessarily make fun of her having a condition. Or did he? Yeah, he did. And I mean, that was directly, I mean, you can draw the line to what he was saying. Kathy, on the other hand, thought that it was okay for him to say that only because she doesn't like Jada Pinkett Smith. So that totally changes. Oh, so it all depends on what team you're partying for. Yeah. And Will Smith, I enjoy his movies. I don't follow what he does off the stage or what his wife does. I think if there's there's some chivalry there, if someone insults your wife in front of millions of people, you get up and take care of it. But I No, no. See, that's the thing. No, no, that as soon as my dad and I were sitting here watching, I was up at six o'clock in the morning. I was watching the newsfeed as soon as it came out and he watched Will Smith. I mean, just bam, hit him. And I go, what do you think? He goes, well, that's assault. I go, I know it's assault, but what's going to happen? He goes, ah, they're all untouchable. Sometimes some people need to be assaulted. Sometimes two wrongs make a right. And Chris Rock has said other stuff about him and his wife. You know, there's bad blood between them. That's a whole different thing. This is. This was mean. So, you know, in the end of the day, it's not going to affect me or what I'm doing or or you. Yeah, but but no, no, no. It's not going to affect me now, but it might set a precedent down further down the road. You know, what are we going to allow to happen? You know, are we going to, you know, chastise? And I keep bringing up Dave Chappelle because he's the he's the comedian that's always in the news from now. And then Chris Rock. I mean, Dan, not for nothing. That was the lightest softball joke you could absolutely say. And then Will Smith kind of. Lost it. In yeah. my opinion, he should have said, you know what? F this. Jada, let's go. We're leaving. Yeah. We don't have to sit here for this. I mean, you know, like half yeah, the movies, when I see Will Smith in the movie, halfway through it, I'll yeah. walk out because it sucks. Yeah. But when that well, happens. I enjoy most of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I mean, when someone, you know, offends you, yeah. you get up and leave. I'm not going to stand for this. I'm out of here. I have to stand up to get out of here, but I'm going to leave. I'm not going to. You okay, don't go to, exactly. you don't get on, you do not get up on stage and smack another yeah. person, uh, assault another person, I should say. Okay. Well, you just insulted me, so I'm going to get up and leave. Oh, no. I'm, actually, I'm too tired to get up and leave because I'm, I'm recovering now. So. Well, eat a lot of bananas and stuff. Well, I drank, drank a lot of water. Did you, put vinegar, did you put vinegar and uh, lemon juice in it like I do to keep your pH no. balance? No. I've never put vinegar in my water. I've mixed the two together for cleaning, but I've never. I, I've got a, I'm sitting, uh, we're broadcasting a, in Claremont, Florida, and I'm sitting on this a big glass, I think it's like five foot wide glass table. So every time I, I put my hands down on my lap, I've got this, you know, 
know, it's a round table, so I hit my ring on the thing here. So I thought that was a new sound effect you were working on. What what else you got going on? Anything? Oh, a big news. We're going to a dermatologist on Thursday. But For who? You and, or Kathy? Uh, both of us. I yearly check up. Now, when you say yearly check up on, you yeah. got skin tags and stuff you're worried about? Not skin tags. When I got spots, I'll, if I have something on my face or little spots, I have them remove them. They freeze it and they... And then, and I think to myself, I watch all these movies where they torture people. I could handle that. And then I sit there, and the guy puts a little free stuff on my head. I go, ah. Can you like, put me under like for this? We're big, macho, and tough, and we can handle it. So I know I had a I had a, a little skin tag on the inside crease of my nose, and uh, I called it uh, my Andy Garcia, which is a long joke. I won't get into that, but people out there will understand what that is. And I used to go, oh, here, Andy Garcia, how are you? And I'd rub it and yeah. pick it and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? One time I went to my doctor i'm like going can we fix this can we do something he's like yeah go down to the third floor and, and talk to my recommendation guy and i did i went down there like you said he froze it but i'm literally watching him come like right at my eye with a scalpel yeah. <laughs> and i'm like going <laughs> i was fine yeah. i could get my ears yeah. pierced i've had my ears pierced my eyebrows pierced my whole entire face pierced and that was easy my lips are all pierced yeah. and everything at one time but when he oh. came at me with that scalpel i literally was shitting my pants i've never had ears pierced never had a tattoo but I did have to have where they had to take a little cyst out on my eye. They put you in this head bracket, and they lifted your eyelid open so it stayed open. Oh, like a clockwork orange, right? Yeah, like one of those things. Yeah, you see the guy coming right at <laughs> And it didn't hurt, but it made you feel um, uncomfortable would probably be the best They strap your hands down so you couldn't beat yourself in the yeah. face? Couldn't watch the doctor or anything like that. All right. Anything else you got going on, Dan? Um, no, not a lot. It's a beautiful day here. Yep, so beautiful, like beautiful day here in uh, yeah. Claremont, Florida. It's, it's, I think we're sitting around 82 yeah. today, 82 or 84, yeah. somewhere around there. No. All right, Dan, anything yeah. else before I let you go? Uh, no, that's all it. And uh, I think it's nice of you helping out your dad when he really needs you. Yeah, he does. He's sleeping in the back room or something. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. He's uh, in his computer room. He's he's worried about getting everything switched over from. Yeah, for the first time in five years, I'm trying to compliment you. And, uh, <laughs> I, just, you know, I just slam it against yeah. the wall like uh, dried spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dan, I'll, I'll let you go. Okay, take care. Talk to you bye. later. Bye. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Hang up. There you go. There he goes. Stick around, guys. We got more coming up and a special interview with Justin S. Grant, a very talented musical artist. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Why they want to claim they love me, but they never want to show me. And I'm sitting in the dark, but they never want to get to know me. It's like a seed in the mystery is you will never get to coat me. Trying to figure out what I got to do to win. Black holes in my mind, and I got to be the one to do the zoning. I'm simple if you really want to show me what you mean. All your love is what I need. Bits and pieces ain't nothing. What I need, trying to stab him out his name. You ain't nothing but a damn shame. That's misery. I'm not the one to blame. Tried not to be the bad guy, even tried not to be the bad guy, even tried Deacon not to be now presents the you General Rule Old Dog Sore with his latest song, Grand Finale. For more information, check them out at ProfitRadio.com. Hi, I'm IT Dan, and I've written a book called Marriage Changes Everything. I've been married for almost 40 years, and I know very little about women, including my wife. Marriage, that's another thing. This is a compilation of some of the most intelligent and insightful anecdotes, jokes, and stories that I've come across in 47 years of marriage. You can find it at Amazon.com, or you can follow the link on ProfitRadio.com. 
First and foremost, this is my Facebook page. What I choose to post does not require anyone's comments or opinions. If you do not like what is on my page, or what I choose to share, scroll on. I am not asking for your religious or political views. I'm a big girl and of my own. Thank you. I was raised a Christian. And I am proud to be an American. If this causes longtime high school friends to remove me from their friends list, then we were not friends to begin with. I'd never tell a true friend to see things my way or else. Everyone has their own opinions and everyone makes their own choices. Peace out. Anthony works in the grocery store, saving his pennies for someday. Mama Leone left a note on the door. She said, Sonny, move out to the country. Mom, I'm working too hard to give you a heart attack. I, 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 I. You want to know by now. He needs a house out in Hackensack. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. While you're there, get yourself from some free swag, some magnets, some stickers and stuff. I will send it out to you. We just need a return address so we know where to send it. Like I said, I'm not going to spam you or anything like that. I just want to say thank you for listening to us. And you want to be heard as well. Make sure you follow up with that at the bottom right-hand side of the page. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. We appreciate that. Now, um, in the eighties, there was a show, uh, by the name of Alf. Are you, are you familiar with that? A- Alien Life Form. I think that's what it stood for. Alf. Ha ha! <laughs> what was the guy's name? What was the, the father's name? He always, uh, he always made fun of the dad because he was <laughs> kind of puny and stuff. Well, right now, the Melmachian is coming for a long marathon for a whole weekend. Let's see how many episodes. 102 back to back episodes of the classic series. A total of 51 hours. It's going to be a good time with a fan. And the alien and hide your cat because you know he liked to eat cats on April 8th at 5 p.m. all the way till April 10th at 8 p.m. It'll be out of this world marathon, and you can find this over at shoutfactortv.com. So check them out, shoutfactortv.com. If you like Alf and, and loved all the shenanigans that he got portrayed in, what was the movie? No, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here. There's a I, I'm not gonna dive into that, anyways. So that's Alf over there on uh, Shout Factory TV. If you love ALF and you can't get enough ALF, they're going to uh, broadcast it for 24 hours, uh, all 102 episodes. I liked it. It was fun. I think my dad kind of rolled his eyes when it came out, but it was that kind of humor. It, it appealed to the, the child, the, the kids in the audience. You know, you had to have uh, must-see TV Thursday or whatever, must-see TV Friday as well. I think ALF fell into that category early, you know, like the 7 o'clock leading into uh, the 8 o'clock, the primetime stuff. Now, something that has freaked me out. Now, for those of you who don't know, we normally broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, in a beautiful town we like to call Marshville. Our house sits on about 22-some-odd acres, and we are far from anything as far as, like, convenience and stuff, which is great. That's that's where we bought it, and that's where we like it. Now, my mom passed away a couple weeks back, so I'm down here now in Claremont, Florida, which is east of Orlando, Florida, about 35 minutes just outside of downtown Orlando. And my, my dad, I'm here cleaning the house and... and trying to get all stuff for like an estate sale or a moving sale, whatever you fucking want to label what we're doing here. <laughs> I got shit. Now my dad, my, my dad said, don't call it shit. Cause that's my mom's stuff. And I, I apologize for that. It's a, it's a generic term like Windex or Kleenex or something. My mom has got all this serving dishes and crystal and serving glasses and teacups and coffee cups and figurines and all this stuff that she's collected through friends and family throughout the years, you know, it, and it's all piled up. My dad has no interest in all this stuff. This is not his 
his thing. His more movies and technology. So there's a lot of stuff here. I'm looking right now, as you can see me here on the video. Let me see where I'm at on the video so everyone can see me. I'm on the big screen here, so you can see me. And uh, I'm looking at like a one, two, three Cuisinart choppers. I'm looking at one, two, three can openers, electric can openers for some reason. Uh, a margarita maker over there. I'm looking at Christmas dishes. I'm looking at is that Thanksgiving over there. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in here. So my my mom passed away and uh, we uh, we had her cremated and my dad you know paid for the cremation and everything and and brought her home the weird thing here's the weird thing I got here on a Tuesday last week Tuesday before uh last week's show and uh, I apologize for last week's show because it was all stumbling all over the place so I uh, it was digital stuff computer stuff that I was having problems with I've straightened it out hopefully it sounds better this week um but so my mom is in like this rustic looking wooden box uh, that you put you know ashes and stuff in and uh He's like, here's your mom. Here's your mama. Here she is right here. And I kind of tapped the box, you know, welcome home, mom. You know, glad to see you're back. You know, that type of stuff. Like, like if the person's still there. And I got in, got in the house and it was like late at night. And in the middle of that Tuesday night, I didn't say this before, uh, the Tuesday night fell asleep. I've got the spare bedroom back there and I've got these little, um, they're touch lights or something like that. You really don't have to turn them on. They're LED touch lights in the house. It's a computer light. So it would hang over your computer desk and it has got a little, you touch the base and it'll turn on and off. So, uh, in the middle of the night, I sleep with a mask on. I know I'm so shay shay, right? I earplugs and a face mask on. So nothing, nothing's waking me up, but sometimes the mask gets off your face a little bit and I look up and the room is bright. I mean, it's like day glow bright. Like the sun is rising up, but it's not the sun. And I'm like going, why is the room so bright? And I rolled over and the lamp that was on my mom's office desk was on. No explanation. It was just on. Her laptop was there with just like just the way she left it. The lamp hanging over the laptop was on. And I kind of go, well, that's weird. I'm thinking like a power surge hit the house or some kind of electrical interruption and, you know, the house flickered or something. And sometimes those lamps will turn back on. So I went over there, touched the little power button, one finger, doot, and it turns right back off. Next morning I woke up and, uh, you know, how'd you sleep? Everyone slept fine. We're good. Everyone's good. Uh, I said, Dad, I said, has that light ever come on like automatically before? Like out of nowhere, like you have to go back there and turn it off? He goes, no. I said, well, it was on last night. I don't know what happened, but it was on last night. And he goes, really? I go, yeah, I just kind of clicked. He's like your mom's desk lamp. I said, yeah, it was on last night. So I went over there and turned it off. Now, I tell you that to tell you this. So I'm busting my hump, and, and my dad is busting his hump. We're trying to get everything cleaned up, trying to get everything moved out, throwing away stuff we don't need, and moving stuff around the house. Thursday, two days later, Thursday, after a long day saying, okay, this is a lot of work being done. And I, wa I take my shower, and I walk back to my bedroom, the spare bedroom in the back where my mom's desk is with her laptop and that same light. And it was dark. You know, it's dark going back there in the hallway, except for the hall light on. And I get into my bedroom and I shut the door. As soon as I shut the door, the light's got three settings on it, high, medium, low. And as soon as I shut my door, it went, the light that was on the other night for no reason whatsoever goes from high, medium, low, 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 and then stops on the low setting. And I go... It didn't happen until I walked into that room. I shut the door and then it came on. So I go, Dad, <laughs> Dad, <laughs> can you come in here for a second? He's like, what? And I explained to him what happened. And my dad, being open-minded, not a, I don't want to say he's not a religious man, but he, he does have some religion, basically goes, that's your mama saying thank you for all the work that you've been doing. And I was like going, 
Yeah, but that was so weird. And it never ha- it hasn't happened since. So it was just weird that the one night came on in the middle of the night, bright, bright as could be. And then after two days of, of going through the house, it literally was going. And you, to make it go high, medium, low, you have to touch it. High, medium, low. High, medium, low. With your finger. Touch, 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 touch. To make it do that. There was nothing being touched. It was sitting on my mom's desk and it was just weird, and it stopped on low. And I actually, I didn't tell my dad this. I actually go, well, Mom, should I do X, Y, and Z? Let me know. You know, I'm looking at the lamp. Nothing. I would have shit my pants if that thing would have changed, <laughs> thing would have changed and gone to high or something. And I asked it another question. Well, Mom, do you think I should do this? Let me know. No, I still would have shit my pants. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. But it was just weird. Now, yes. So, what's happening with the lamp now? Well, because of doing what we're doing and boxing up the house, uh, I actually put that lamp in a box. But I put on it. You know, this is mom's lamp in the box. You know, mom's lamp is in this box. So that's gonna go with us back to North Carolina. It's gonna go back to Marshville. It's gonna go back up to the studio. So when we get back in Marshville, up to the studio. I'll let you know, and I'll plug that light in, and we'll see what happens. It might go on and off during the podcast, and that'd be a sight to see, wouldn't it? Ooh, crime. crime what's the crime podcast and the mystery podcast? A lot of fans out there that I know they are, and we'll talk about you guys in a minute, too. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. We're going to talk to Justin S. Grant, a very talented music artist, and a lot more. This man does not sleep. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to Motley Tear, a gentle weirdo who wants to make everyone the same as him. For more information, check him out. This is his latest song called Dead and Horny. Hi, what's your name? All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Hey guys, it's Sadiq and you want to check out something really cool? Go to Easy Cool and check out their stuff. They got a bunch of cool t-shirts, cool items, uh, different unique prints and stuff on everything from coffee mugs to pillows to t-shirts and hoodies. Check them out. Go to easycool.spring-creator.com. That's easycool.spring-creator.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We'd love to send you out something for free, and we want to say thank you for everyone that's been listening to us for the many years that you guys have been listening to us. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Um, fill out the little form there on the free swag section, and we'll send you out some magnets and stuff. We'd love to do that for you. And we're also going on the road uh, outside of this tour right here back in May, um, Deacon Live, and another podcast that I do called Equine Dynamics with Mike Sign. Uh, we are going to be appearing live in, I believe it's Monroe, North Carolina, at the Ag Center. There's a big Ag Center out there. And I also do a podcast um, with a gentleman by the name of Mike Stein. We talk about horses. Um, my wife bought a horse. And we'll get into that on on that show as well. So if you're interested in hearing anything about the equine and more farm life that we do here on the French, go over to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. And you can hear me over there talk about talk my way and bullshit through horse care and stuff as he uh, corrects me on everything I'm doing wrong. All right, guys, on the air with us right now, exceeding artist Justin S. Grant announces his new emotional cover and music video from a classic song we all know and love from Cat Stevens. It's Wild World. On the phone with us right now is Justin S. Grant. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Travis. No How problem. 
I, I'm doing well. Now, um, from my understanding, you're traveling right now. Are you doing a, a, a road tour? Are you just seeing some friends? You, are you out on the road promoting anything? Because normally you're based in California. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from Santa Barbara and I live in Los Angeles and I'm visiting family in New Mexico. I'm just taking a break from computer screens and the grind, which uh, I've been working really hard at <laughs> music and other things recently. So it's nice to have a little bit of a respite. Yeah, sometimes you need to rest your eyes from all that digital media that you get in your face all day long. Believe me, sit behind this microphone and looking at different computer screens all day long. Sometimes I'm just like, I got to go. I got to stand up, walk around, man. So I know the feeling that you're going through. So tell me a little bit about your, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where were you born? You said California. You were born and raised out there in California? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Santa Barbara, about 100 miles north of L.A. And then I went to high school in Ojai, which is in between L.A. and Santa Barbara. It's a really quaint, beautiful, special town. And then as an adult, I've lived in Los Angeles the entire time. So lots of action. Good to be there for business, the culture, and, of course, the music biz, which is something I've been really, really focused focused on on. in the past few years. Yeah, Yeah, I was was just going to say, you know, what drove you to L.A.? Everyone sees L.A. and they see the bad of L.A. And some people go, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a movie star. So you moved out there for music. Definitely. And then I did it as a hobbyist for a long time. I sang in choruses of various kinds and actually some competitive choruses, which is not a thing most people are aware of. They exist. Oh, and, I, uh, I yeah. know. I know. I was in chorus in high school, so I know the competitions. So it really helped me learn how to perform, how to emote, how to sing. And also what's just so great about being in chorus or a choir is you get to sing your heart out, but basically nobody can hear you. So it's a good <laughs> good uh, practice environment. And now I've decided to break out and do original songs and produce them and release them to the world, which is uh, what I've been so busy with the past couple of years. You decided to cover Cat Stevens' classic song, Wild World. Why this song? I'm really open-minded when it comes to genre. I say my favorite genre of music is great music. Cat Stevens is a famous singer-songwriter from England. In 1970, he released a song called Wild World, which is technically a breakup song. You know, he's sad about breaking up and his lover being sent out into the wild world without his ability to help her and protect her from from the craziness of the world. It's a universal message, but also considering the world that we live in today, it's ever relevant because just from the title, it sounds like... uh, what we've all been experiencing the past few years. Definitely. Pandemics and wars, societal upheavals, economic issues, you know, it, it's a wild world. I thought it was, <laughs> it's always relevant, you know, it's always a wild world. He's a really inspiring artist to me. I wanted to sing it just because I love to and maybe modernize it with some hip hop beats and some strings uh, to add to the emotion and some electric guitars in there. And uh, yeah, just sing it because I love to sing it and maybe by re-releasing it, younger generations who have never heard a song or even cast Stevens might be introduced to this masterpiece of songwriting. The song does have universal appeal. Now, I was doing a little research just on that song alone. Are you aware that there are 109 official versions of this song starting in 1970 all the way up until, uh, I think it was like 2000? Let me see who the last guy was. Uh, outside of you, uh, the last guy who actually did this song was Sweet Little Band in January 26, 2022 was the last time this song was uh, dubbed by major record label, I guess you, you could say. It does have, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 109, and then there's instrumental versions. So it is a very, very well-known song and very, very universally. Now, I didn't get into translations as far as it hasn't been translated in different mm-hmm. languages and so on, but it is a universal and recognized song. Now, you said you do a lot of uh, hip-hop sampling and electric. Tell us a little bit more about your version of this song, you know, what you brought to it and, and how you changed it a little bit. Well, 
I mean, first of all, just the tools that we have for producing music in this day and age just are incomparable to what they had, you know, before computers. Yeah, so I was able to add some hip-hop drums just because they're exciting. And uh, also just a lot of layered sampling with the vocals that I added on in there to make it interesting and um, hopefully moving. I mean, that's really the point of the song. Um, and then also I added some, like I said, some strings just to add some drama to it. And then I have a guy named David Abrams, who's an incredible guitarist, who laid down the more basic strums of the guitars, as well as did some incredible solo work, which uh, I find really hauntingly beautiful in the song, uh, a real highlight of the production. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to all the different levels that you have in there. I can hear the backgrounds. I mean, there, there's like a three or four different level chorus behind it, and I can tell. And is that you singing all of them, all those different variations in the background? Yes, remember, I sang in chorus, so I, I sing all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, tell me about the video. The video takes place on a beach, and you're kind of just dressed in like linen clothes and stuff. Tell me how that the beach and the inspiration of that song brought you to that area for the video. So just like we talked about the song, it's originally a singer-songwriter, so it's got an organic acoustic feel. But then in my version, I've got hip-hop drums and electric guitars. So I thought being at the beach for the video, which is natural, but then also having an electric guitar in my hand, designer sunglasses on my face, you know, sort of blended the nature and the urban feel in the video, uh, which goes along with the vibe of the song. I was filmed at Santa Monica Beach, and it was a gorgeous sunset hour. And uh, compliments the vibe of the song is it's just me alone the whole time, you know, because it's again, it's a breakup song. So uh, when people break up, they definitely have a fair amount of alone time um, in their emotions and their thoughts. That's what's happening with me on the beach with guitar in hand. We're talking to Justin S. Grant, a musical artist, songwriter and author. Tell me about this. Okay, right. Well, that's a whole different dimension. (laughs) I'm sorry if you don't want to talk about that's fine. I I just thought that was very interesting because you're a songwriter, you know, musical artist. And then I see published author and I'm like going, you know, how does Justin sleep? How do you do that, man? That's a book in itself and uh, just a a complete. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole lot of tasks going on at once. How do you balance all that out? No, no, I'd be happy to talk about it. Um, Thanks for asking. So, yeah, I um, in addition to being absorbed with music my whole adult life, really, I've also been fascinated with philosophy and spirituality. I went to school, to university, to get a degree in transformational psychology. And transformational psychology means a sort of psychological practice that helps people transform and evolve and improve themselves rather than just talk about their problems. As I was graduating, I befriended the university president, and he encouraged me, instead of writing a thesis paper to graduate, that I write a book. That was um, quite an ask because it took, you know, a thousand times longer than a thesis paper. Of course, yeah. But but I did it. So, yeah, how do I find the time? Well, it takes forever, and I just do one thing at a time. Well, at least when it came to the book, I I got that out. So, (laughs) yeah, the book is called Business and Spirituality. The meaning is I believe that at this point in our human history, there's no more powerful force in the world than corporations. And so, really, the behavior and culture of corporations is what's going to make or break this planet for us, you know, and our societies. Right. I think it's urgent that we continue to enculturate our corporations with real values that come from spirituality, in other words, from universal wisdom traditions. In addition to the title, The Obvious Meaning of Spirituality, there's also a second layer of meaning, which is that business just refers to busyness. So all of us in this world are busy. So I came out with an abridged version of this book called Spirituality, 
for busy people. Yeah, that's a shorter version that's a little more geared toward the individual. I think, so, yeah, yeah, I think we all need one. that right now. That, you know, some kind of spirituality, something that, that grounds us in our everyday busy life. You know, we've gone from commuting back and forth to and from work every day to sitting at home and dealing with home life and separating business and home and family and, and all that stuff. So if you're sitting at home, you got 15 kids running around, you're like, my dad, dad, I want this. You know, I'm working. Leave me alone. You need some kind of something to ground you. And that I believe it is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. The world is as stressed as we've ever been. It's hard. Spirituality, psychology, they give us wholesome ways of dealing with these problems and transforming them into something beneficial. So, yeah, I have plenty of stress and anxiety, and it's a wild world, so I use these spirituality and practice to try to manage and create something beautiful out of the chaos y'all are enduring all the time. We're talking to Justin S. Grant, author of a book by the name of Business and Spirituality, and also uh, covered Pat Stevens' famous song, Wild World. Now, you ready? I'm going to throw this at you. I was looking on your YouTube page at Justin S. Grant on YouTube, and I see a whole bunch of Christmas songs. Again, <laughs> where do you find, and there's like a dozen of them up there. Where do you find time to do all this? You're amazing, man. You're amazing. So tell me what happened with the Christmas songs. I was kind of scamming through it, and I was like, oh, wow, he's got a lot of stuff on here, a lot of cool things. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, like Wild World, the Christmas songs are all cover songs, so it certainly is easier when you don't have to write the song. Exactly, but still, just the the choreography of the way the everything, the music and the vocals and all that stuff, that takes time in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we put together a live show. It was rough because there was yet another variant, you know, I think Omicron or something, so... um, but it was good, you know, getting ready for the Christmas show just a few months ago to actually get off the computer and uh, sing every night, you know, practicing these songs at home alone. Yeah, I think the versions of the songs and the arrangements and the key for my voice. So it was a good exercise. Yeah, we got a, a lot of good recorded material out of it, which is up on the YouTube. Uh, if anybody's in the mood for Christmas in the spring or Christmas in July or whatever it is, exactly, uh, they're there. <laughs> it, it's good to get out there and uh, stretch your legs and actually get the automatic gratification from like a live audience and stuff. I mean, you can do stuff all day long. You can do your covers and stuff, but that immediate gratification that you see in front of an audience or being in front of an audience, is it's so, it's so thrilling yeah. Itself now on top of your your cover of Wild World by Cat Stevens, writing your book Business and Spirituality, and traveling all over the place right now. You took a trip to the Himalayas again. Mm. Tell me about that. I mean, I mean, do you ever set ground somewhere long enough to enjoy yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I'm in the home studio office a lot. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that, oh, I'll get to your question. Mentioning the live audience with the Christmas show, and yeah, actually, especially with the pandemic, all of us have cooped up for so long. I'm just burning and dying to get out on the road and bring share this music with the world you know both my originals as well as all these amazing cover songs um, and have a live audience again and knock on wood that seems to be opening up again and becoming a possibility so i certainly hope that summer and even spring um i get some live shows going starting in los angeles where i'm based and then um, branching out to the whole world as soon as i can awesome <laughs> it's killing me not to i know i'm sure it yeah, is to answer, yeah to answer your question um yeah after college i just wanted to see the other side of the world and like i mentioned as a young adult in my college years i got really interested in music and spirituality so um the east specifically india nepal and the himalayan great mountain range of asia is where a lot of incredible wisdom teachings come from so yeah i uh took a long two-month break between college and work to visit the other side of the world and it was it was eye-opening it's rough over there because so crowded but mm. once you get up into the himalayas that's uh just incredible nature yeah. there's only two things i know about the himalayas it's that ride at the fair and the, the salt thing i have in my house that's the only two things that i know about the himalayas <laughs> 
Well, you can add to that that, yeah, the Himalayas are the most huge and magnificent mountain range in the world, and, and it includes Mount Everest, the biggest peak. So, yeah, there's just a lot of correspondence between these big mountains being closest to the sky and the heavens, really, you know, and um, all the wisdom and spirituality that comes out of those Himalayan locations. We're talking to Justin S. Grant, a musical artist, author, world traveler again, you know, something else, live performer as well. So what's next for you? What's next for Justin? Like I said, the the tour aspect is really what I'm burning to do most. You know, bring this music out to the world and real people who are excited about the originals and the cover songs. And, uh, yeah, just start singing for people. That's that's really my spiritual mission um, next. Do you have anything lined up or so, anything that you're working on now? You can kind of tease everyone, well, you know, keep an eye out for them. Yeah, um, I will be adding a show link to my webpage. Um, like I said, now that the pandemic is knock on wood, finally ending. Yeah, there should be some stuff in the Southern California area. For those who are local, it'll be on my website, justinsgrant.com. And then, yeah, for those who are global, of course, we'll be sharing and streaming on the socials and the website and YouTube and all that. Yeah, my website's justinsgrant.com. And then all my social, Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube, are at justinsgrant. That's Justin, the letter S, and then grant.com. All right, anything else before I let you go, Justin? Well, I just really appreciate your time, Travis. It's been great to have a spirit to talk with you. Yeah, wish you well in your travels too. I appreciate it. And, and it's such a pleasure talking to you as well. Don't forget to check him out. That's justinsgrant.com for all social networks. Uh, you can find him there. And uh, he's got a couple shows that he's working on. So everyone out there in the California area, check him out as well. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Stick around, guys. We'll be right back. Thank you. Listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live now presents you Abo God with his latest song, Chosen, a spiritual music that deals with new age related themes. For more information, check him out at profitradio.com. Universe in inside my mind. I am encyclopedia all inside my mind. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Oh my God, Jesus. Oh, hold on. Am I in the wrong thing? Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on your social networks. And uh, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And you can see us here live in the studio. And if you're looking at me now, I've, I've changed my hat. My actual, my, my actual hat that I was wearing before uh, got a little wet, got a little sweaty and stuff. Uh, my dad came home from running around doing all his doctor visits and, and court hearings and stuff, trying to get things figured out here with probate and the estate and all that stuff. So he came 
came in, so I took a few minutes to, to stop and help him get his, he's got like a little rascal that he rides around, you know, to get into the stores and stuff. And I found this hat right here. You can see me on the camera and it says Border Patrol USA. And it's got a whole bunch of maps and stuff. And I'm like, dad, where'd you get this hat? And he goes, well, your mom got it for me. I just never wore it. I just threw it in the car. And, uh, as I was dumping the car with all the stuff that he bought and returned and getting his little rascal out of the back of the, uh, his, uh, Explorer. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to put this on. This is nice. I'm going to wear this. You know, in remembrance of, you know, my this is my dad's attitude. This is my dad's attitude, right? <laughs> Border Patrol, you know, thumbs up, uh, total red heart, uh, blooded American type deal. Now, my dad actually, uh, so as you know, he went into the hospital the day uh, of service and stuff. Uh, my wife and I kind of cleaned the house a little bit and made some lunches and dinners for him so we could have him for the week with the intention of us coming back down the following week, basically packing him up and, and moving him up to the Charlotte and up to the French. Uh, he, uh, he actually felt, uh, faint and actually went to the hospital. He was in the hospital for about another seven days after that. So we were waiting for him to get out of the hospital and he gets out of the hospital. Now he's on oxygen. He's got to do all this stuff. I mean, it's a mess. You know, my dad says, don't get old. So this is what's going on now. So one of the things is my dad has a physical therapist that comes over. And when you think physical therapist, you're thinking like moving the arms, moving the legs, you know, that you've had some kind of injury. Well, his injury is basically inside of him. Uh, he's not getting enough oxygen. Um, his heart rate, his sugar borderlines on, you know, diabetic. He takes the pill. He doesn't take the shot. So he keeps that in check. He keeps that in real good check, by by the way. So one thing that my dad loves to do now that I'm in town, and he's done this on numerous occasions in the past week since I've been here, is anytime we go out, uh, like we went to Publix. Now here in Florida, Publix is really, really big as far as a grocery store, and everyone knows him by name. You know, oh, Mr. Oliver, Mr. Oliver, how are you? How are you? And I can't find my dad. I'll, I'll walk around the store. I'm like, oh, there he is. He's talking to the cashiers. You know, cute cashiers and stuff, and they all love my dad, and you know that how, how that goes. And he always turns around and he goes, hey, this is my son, the host of Deacon Live. I'm like, hey, hey, how you, you know, hi, how are you? You know, and it's embarrassing. Well, in the middle of, of my dad being home, one of the, uh, I, I guess, assigned physical therapists came over through the hospital. So I, I don't know if it's random, luck of the draw, or this is the area that she services. She came over and was doing working with my dad, making sure that his heart rate and the oxygen levels were were fine, making him sit, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, uh, take two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. You know, he just trying to increase his oxygen intake and also increase his heart rate to see if he's good being on oxygen or being off of oxygen. And that's the, the main goal to get my dad off of oxygen so he can kind of function in normal society now. So in the process of this, the physical therapist, a uh, young, young lady, young woman, young girl was sitting there and she's, you know, doing her watch and she's got her mask on. You know, she's taking all the precautions. She doesn't know she's going in strangers' houses. She doesn't know what our background is. And she's sitting there looking at her watch, you know, doing the digital. All right, one more minute, one more minute, Oliver, one more minute. And in the process of my dad sitting there and relaxing goes, do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen? Oh, he always says, do you listen to iHeartRadio? As soon as I hear it, I'm standing there trying to take, you know, I got a, you know, my steno no notebook and I'm taking notes that what the physical therapist is saying, you know, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. And this is what to look out for. My dad goes, do you listen to iHeartRadio? And her eyes kind of lit up and I go, oh God, 
here we go. Here we go. And the young lady's name was Hannah. And she's like, yes, I just started listening to podcasts. Oh my God. These are, and she was so, they're so great. I listened to, and I go, before you say it, true crime podcast, right? She goes, yes. I'm like, I know. That's what hooks you in. That's what brings you into the podcast world. Yeah. And then it's true crimes and then true court and then true hearings and then true murders and then all these other true, true, you know, all these things. And they spider web outside of that. So my dad goes, well, you know, that's my son over there. He's the host of Deacon Live. And she's like, Deacon Live? I'm like, wave. No, it's not a big, it, we suck. We, we suck. You know, you don't want to sit there and actually look at someone while your dad's sitting there bragging about you. Now, granted, my dad probably has all the pride and everything in the world that his son's uh, doing this podcast and stuff. But, and he listened, I mean, I caught him listening to many episodes several times over while we've been here on the property, which is great. I'm, you know, he's very proud of me and I appreciate that. Uh, and I, I acknowledge that he, that he does that. So Hannah is asking me all these questions and you know me, you know me, I'll talk all day long about podcasts. I'll talk about all the stuff that's going on, but when you do it face to face to someone, you don't, and you've never met them before. This is the first time you've met them. You don't want to like discourage them from listening or going, that guy's a, that guy's a little conceited or full of himself or whatever it is. But she was very nice, nice girl, nice woman, uh, that came here. Uh, I gave her, did I give her anything? Oh, you know what? I totally blanked. I should have given her some magnets. Hannah, if you're listening, if you stop by my, my dad, house to do another uh, session or something. I got magnets and stickers here. I'll give you and stuff. She was really interested in the podcast. So uh, hopefully we've gained another friend, another listener out there. And I just wanted to show some love out for Hannah taking care of my dad and making sure that he's getting the attention that he needs. Now, one of the attentions that uh, my dad and I both share is uh, compression socks. I never knew or never understood what compression socks were. In my mind, I've seen my mom wear compression socks and it's always, they always look like medical items. They're not flashy. They always look like white socks that go up to her knees. And she's like, I, oh, I can't move. I got my compression socks on. Um, you know, they're helping my legs. They're helping my feet. I understand all that. But now I guess compression socks have come a long way. Now I went, now since I've been here, in Claremont, Florida, one of the first uh, doctor's appointment I went with with my dad was to his um, dermatologist. And my dad's legs are, are disgusting. <laughs> they are just completely disgusting. There's something where the the iron in your blood gets in between your skin and something, and it leaves all these like black lesions all over your legs. A lot of people get them the older they get. And the doctor, the dermatologist, is pushing on my dad's legs and puts a thumbprint and like it, it's an indention. And he's like, "Well, you know, you should start wearing compression socks. This will help a lot." with that. And I said, okay, the nurse, like the young nurses and stuff and the helpers and stuff say, yeah, we wear them. And she, they lift them all up and they've got like, like hearts on them or like some had SpongeBob on them. I'm like, oh, so they're kind of like hip type socks. And they're like, yeah, they're not just the regular like medical white linen looking socks like uh, like my mom was wearing. My dad had a pair at the house and he said, you know, hey, uh, son, you should try these on. I said, all right, I'll try them on because I've been walking around the house. My freaking toes were killing me. My freaking feet were killing me walking up and down and in and out of the house. So I put on some compression socks, some of his. I'll tell you what, man, I don't know if it's the socks or if it's a placebo, but my brain, my legs did not get tired throughout the whole entire day. Uh, I heard that it eliminates or helps prevent blood clots in your legs, where a lot of times that's undetected down in the lower extremities, especially if you have heart issues, which my dad has. It helps bring the flow from, from your lower extremities and push it back up into your body. That way you don't retain water or anything down by your legs. So here I am. I've got my compression socks, and I told my wife, hey, babe, I'm wearing my dad's compression socks. Can 
can you buy me, and I sent her the link, can you buy me compression socks, but not these? I want the fancy ones, the colored ones. So if you're lo- looking at us here on the uh, the podcast webcam, and the way you see this is go to profitradio.com, click on uh, Deacon Live. You can also find us on YouTube. That's Deacon Live Podcast. Hold on, I'm going to lift my leg up. You ready? Here we go. Big thing here. So you can see them. Oh, can you see them? I got their yellow and teal on my legs. I got them on. I got them on. They feel great. And it's not like when you take them off, you, uh, some women out there wear spanks and you take the spanks off. You're like, oh, oh, I feel so much better. These actually feel good. And I can feel like when I first put them on, I can feel like the muscles twitching in my, in my calves and in my shins and stuff. And then when I take them off, I take a shower, but I wear them all day long and they've helped out a lot. So young guys, Old guys, I think at any age, can wear these compression socks. Uh, I don't know the, the actual medical stuff that it actually does. I'm just speaking by uh, my own personal experience. But they're they're comfortable. I like them. I, I'll probably wear them probably for the rest of my life now, hopefully. All right, guys, stick around. You can see them. I'm sweating. My dad was driving me crazy here on that last break, uh, getting stuff out of the car. All right, guys, stick around. I caught my wife cheating, and I'll get into that here in just one second, what I'm going to do about it. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Don't never stop if you want to be on top, bitch. Low bass, fat ass, bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Follow us on Facebook. You always talk. Keyword. You talk and you talk and you say. Profit. Profit. Let me tell you something. Radio. Radio. I just want to say this. Profit. So shut up. Radio. Radio. Where's my swag? Where's my swag? You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live presents you Abo God with another song, True to the Light. For more information, check them out at Proper Radio. I ain't with it. Drinking the lean, never sifted. Fixing my pants, she fixed. She one of my rhymes, had to remix. She ringing my phone, tells me to fix it. Seeing my numbers, looking real sick. He's here the invites, here to take it at my show. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks and also show some love for all the artists that you hear, the musical artists that you hear during the breaks and stuff. They are independent artists, and we love to uh, show some support to them, especially Justin S. Grant. Uh, He's an independent artist. Make sure you check him out and all the artists that you hear on Deacon Live. If you want to hear the full-length songs, go over to ProfitRadio.com, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Music Heard on Deacon Live. You can hear every single artist that you hear on our show. Is located over there as well. So we appreciate them, and I want you to show them some appreciation as well. Now, my wife and I, actually, yesterday, today's Wednesday, yesterday was our eight-year anniversary of being married. How about that, right? Eight years we've been together. And uh, I never thought this would happen, but it did. I'm out of town. I don't go out of town that often. She's the one who does most of the traveling and stuff. Uh, I'm out of town, so she's got she's alone at the French all by herself. Because we live out in the middle of nowhere, everything that we do, we have to cook. So I go grocery shopping once a week and get everything that we need. We plan, you know, a lot of meal planning and stuff that we do. And I go to the grocery store and, and get everything and plan everything. And then we cook, you know, I make, you know, a meal that'll last a couple of days and then we'll have it for lunch and then another meal that I overlap that and stuff. My dad's freaking out because every day I'm cooking here at the house. He's like, no, let's just go run up to PDQ. I don't know if you guys have PDQ where you're at. Pretty damn quick. It's a chicken restaurant, kind of like a uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, there's Burger Kings, there's uh, Steak and Shake, there's Chick-fil-A, uh, McDonald's and stuff 
right in within a, a five mile radius of this house. You do a five mile radius around our house, you're still on our house. <laughs> you're still on our property. That's the way it is. You have to drive many, many miles. So you learn to cook and make and stuff on a daily basis or a weekly basis or every other day. You cook. It's no, it's nothing new for me. My dad, it, it blows his mind. I caught her, now that I'm out of town, I caught her on camera doing something that I never thought she would do. Well, not that I... I don't want to say she's doing anything bad. She found out, actually, where we're at. She found out that DoorDash delivers to our house. Yeah, DoorDash. When you leave our house, it's 10 miles before you see another, before you see a commercial or franchise uh, establishment, whether it be a gas station or something like that. It's 10 miles. So 10 miles, and then you start looking at restaurants and stuff. Like I said, we're out in the sticks. And she found out that DoorDash goes over to, there's a college, uh, Ivy League school, I think it's an art school. It's called Wingate or Wingate, depending on what side of the Mason-Dixon line you're from. W-I-N-G-A-T-E. It's called Wingate. It's a very, very pronounced school. Highly reputable school is what I'm trying to say there. And it's a small little, barely two-like college town. But there's a Chinese restaurant that actually does DoorDash that delivers to us. Being that we have such a big property, I've got cameras all over the place. And, of course, with cameras, you have the apps that watches everything that goes on. I had an alert on my phone around quarter to eight at night. And uh, I said, well, that's kind of weird, you know, late at night. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking that my wife is walking in front of the, the side door or whatever. And I see a car pull up. I go, what the hell is this? You know, it's got the night vision on it. What the hell is this? And then I see my wife run out there and she's like, oh, thank you very much. Grabs a bag and runs in the house. Before she gets to the door, I go, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be looking at this camera. I'm like, babe, I got a motion on my camera, on my app, that there was a motion at the side door. I want to make sure that you're safe. I want to make sure that no one's harming you. That's what I'm doing. And why do you have a bag full, I mean a full bag of Chinese food? Oh, well, I'll call you when I get inside. So she gets inside, you know, and then calls me late, calls me a couple minutes later. She's like going, I found out that DoorDash delivers. I'm like, you cheater. You you cheater! No, that is against what we're standing for. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to. We don't want to have shit delivered to our house, babe. We are <laughs> contempt. And we don't. We don't. That's stuff we don't need to have delivered to us. She's like, oh, I know, I know. But in her defense, because I'm not there, so I'm not there to do the horses and do the chickens and move the horses and rotate the pastures and feed the horses and then double feed the horses and then groom the horses and uh, get the chickens ready and then you know gather eggs and feed the ch- and move the and clean this and do that she has absolutely no time and she actually said to me this morning she's like babe i know i i feel for you when i leave town but i am exhausted when you leave town so i'm like it's okay babe i understand go get doordash don't do it often and uh you know take care of yourself she actually found out that instacart uh there's a food line probably about 16 miles away from us instacart will actually get her groceries and stuff because she, she now has this new horse and that's what's going on but I was like, oh, I was going to fight with her. I was gonna, no, we're going to fight. We're not. We're going to resist the Instacart. We're going to resist the DoorDash. Now, this one guy right here uh, on TikTok, I don't know if you've ever seen him before. He always goes, Morbid Facts, part 42, or whatever he does. I'm sure you've seen it if you're a fan of TikTok or anything like that. He does this. And it's interesting. It's it's fun to watch him and stuff. So this one, this video right here, hold on, i got to find it. So much stuff going on. He came across something called marital combat. 
And I thought this is what me and my wife were going to have to get into. Hold on, this is going to fire before I can. So you've seen this guy before. I'm going to switch cameras so we can be friends and everyone knows what we're talking about. And you can see this video. Go to profitradio.com. No, I should turn it this way. There we go. Turn it this way. You can see me here on the on the camera and make sure we play this and everyone can see it and we can all be friends. Here we go. So you've seen this video before. Uh, and where's it at? Oh. Angry at your spouse? Then engage in marital combat with them. If this were the Middle Ages, this was not unheard of. A 1467 German fencing book details how these trials would have happened, complete with illustrations. So here are the rules of marital combat. Due to the husband having a physical advantage, a few handicaps were placed on him. He was placed into a hole up to his waist with one arm tied behind his back. He received three clubs as weapons. The woman was given three rocks weighing between one and five pounds and they were all wrapped in cloth. She was allowed to run around the pit. If the man touched the edge of the pit with either his arm or hand, he must surrender one club. If the woman hits him with a rock while he's surrendering his club, she must surrender one rock. The book also has tricks and tips for chokeholds or even pulling your spouse into the pit. If the woman won, the man would be executed. If the man won, the woman would be buried alive. Now that is what I call till death do us part. Jesus, that's horrible. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's the way it was. All right, well, there you go. I mean, that's what happened uh, back in those times. We haven't gotten to that extreme yet. Uh, I think uh, maybe some people, I know a lot of people will choose divorce going or maybe that over divorce. Maybe that, that should be the stink that leads you down that path. And one more thing before I let you go and let you get back to what you got to do. Uh, we were talking about my wife getting DoorDash. This winner has now broken the world's record. You've seen people eat food, they, uh, professional competitive eaters and stuff. Now, I know there's sometimes being drunk and hungover, I could probably eat two Whopper Double, maybe double Whoppers <laughs> from Burger King. I love Burger King. I've said a million times I love Burger King. Maybe not two full ones. God damn it, I will eat one and a half. You put enough bacon on that thing, I will almost devour the whole entire thing. Chicken McNuggets. Now, the old Chicken McNuggets, I remember when they came out, or not remember when they came out, I remember working at a place in a bar, and the girls would get the 20-piece nugget, and they would rip them open to look to see if it was white meat or dark meat, and they'd throw the dark meat away. So out of the 20-piece, they only had like five white meat that they would actually eat. It's kind of racist. Just eat the goddamn chicken McNuggets. They're all fried. They all taste the goddamn same. But this woman right here has set the new world record for eating the most chicken McNuggets in one minute. Now you ask yourself, how many McNuggets is that? I'll wait. She ate 19 chicken McNuggets in one minute. And I'm like going, how does it, that, that, that doesn't seem like a lot. Lear shit cleaver. That's her name. I'm, I'm not lying. Claims to hold 27 official world record. Sorry, my tongue got in the way. World record titles for eating, including fastest times of eating three mince pies, fastest times eating three pickled eggs, and the most marshmallows eaten in one minute without using your hands. Now, Shuck Kiever, S-H-U-T-K-E-V-E-R, I'm, I'm telling you, that's her name, has also held the record for the most chicken nuggets eaten in three minutes since 2020. So accepting the claim as one minute for eating the chicken McNugget record seemed like a likable choice. So what she did was she tried to eat a 20-piece nugget box in one minute. She failed. She only got 19. So let's see. her Watch her eat this. And you can watch this video for every podcast we do. We have a matching video as well. And uh, you see this. Go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitch and all our live streaming on Facebook as well. So let's see. I'm going to switch screen. Hopefully it's not going to hiccup and slow up and hiccup as well. So here we go. This is Shit Cleaver eating 19 Chicken McNuggets. Hi, my name is Shit Cleaver. There she is. 
today I'm going to be attempting the Guinness World Record title for the most chicken nuggets eaten in one minute. The current record is 315 grams, so the aim of the game is to beat that. In front of me here, I have a box of 20 McNuggets. Now she's not an ugly broad. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to my <laughs> technique. She's not an ugly broad. She's a uh, olive skin. She looks like she could pass for either Spanish or, or uh, I almost said Latin American. Well, Latin American or Indian, like uh, Native American is what I meant to say. Uh, she's skinny, like most of the competitive eaters are. Uh, she's got very, very long hair. She looks like she might be in her uh, early to mid thirties. Forty of the bowl is. 370 grams total. Now, if we manage to eat all of the nuggets, we are successful. However, if there are nuggets left in the bowl, there may be cause for concern. So stick around for that one, guys. Let's get on with the eating. Right, let's get this off without destroying the scale. Okay, could you count me in? And just three, two, one. So here she goes. Three, two, one. Let's have some fun. Let's eat some nuggets. Here she goes. That's one, two. Three in her mouth. Sip of water. Four. It, it, those those three were gone. Five. Six in her mouth. And sip of water. She obviously has no gag re reflex. Hey, old. Seven. Eight. Nine. Gone. Ten. There she goes. Ten. Eleven. She's shaking her head. Yes, I got it. Twelve. 13. Oh, she's going four in her mouth. 14. Sip of water. 15. 16. God, look at her go. She's got nice nails, though, by the way. 17. 18. Take a sip of water. You got two more. Let's go, girl. 19. Oh, she's giving up. That's it. One minute. So we have one nugget left in the bowl. And I'll be honest, I'm really disappointed about it. But we're going to weigh the bowl now um, and see if we are successful. So basically, they do it by grams and stuff, you know, because some chicken wing nuggets might be small, might be big or whatever. She missed one gram or one uh, one nugget. But for the most part, there she goes. So if you want to see that, go over to project.com and you can see this video as well as every other video that we've ever done here on Deacon Live. Uh, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening to us, downloading us. Uh, make sure you share us, like us, and do everything that links us to you and you us as well. Uh, we'll give you some free stuff. The way you do that is go over to ProfitRadio.com, click on free swag. We'll send you out some magnets, some stickers that we have here. Um, don't forget, I'm going to be in Claremont, Florida for the next uh, week and a half, maybe two weeks. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can do that anytime. Just email me, Deacon at ProfitRadio.com. Uh, I can stop by your location, stop by your house, stop by wherever you're at, uh, we can shake hands, and if you do that, I'll bring some uh, goodies for you, and I can give those to you as well. Alright guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to what you got to do. We appreciate each and every one of you. My name is Nika saying goodnight, and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait! Come back! This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.